Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your health lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. Oh, wait, now you can hear me, right? Can you hear me now? I'm going to take my soap. Oh, boy. Okay, can you hear me now? You still can hear me? Okay. Um... Welcome back to Weeds Day Wednesday, everybody. All right, let's just start the damn show over. All right, here we go. Action. Oh, no. Why can't we hear that? Oh, God. Because, oh, my God. JJ, this is not okay. Can you hear me? You can hear me? Okay. Let's see. Um, this is really, this is the weirdest show I've ever had, and it's the nine-year anniversary radio show. <laughs> You're ready and we're not because we're having technical difficulties. Um, Okay. Well, it's talking about, there's all sorts of volume problems now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. This is the weirdest thing ever, but you can still hear us? 
Okay, well, we're waiting for Doug Fine to come on air. Dr. Regina Nelson will be here. Robert Clatchorn is coming on. Urban Roosevelt is coming on. We're here. <laughs> kind of. We're all smoking a lot of good movies. What do we smoke? Oh, that was a combination of both because I don't eat stuff. All right, maybe that's why I can't function. That's not it. Oh, man. Okay. So it's launched in the other thing. So I'm trying to find our uh, audio once again. It says we're on the call. It uh, doesn't look like we're muted. Mute it. Unmute it. Okay. So you can still hear me now. Uh, Reggae Ryan's on the show. Reggae Ryan is here. Thank you for my picture. Woo! I got the best picture in the whole world. Check this out. I got two pictures from from the from the Reagan Riot family, but this is not. This is from. Um, uh, we got Noah, so it's Nifty Noah, but you know, Nifty Noah. Oh, we love Noah and Ryan. We love all them. What happened? No. He did. Oh, I don't know. No, he's been here though. But look at that. Oh yeah, Ryan's all. Ryan's there. Look at that. Is that not the best thing you've ever seen in your life? He got the rim right, the tip of the hat. I mean, he got it all right. And even the sheriff's star, they used to make stars out of just pieces of random tin, so I'm sure it looks exactly like that. Oh, no. He's being asked. Okay, here's the problem. Okay, hold on, Doug. Uh, Oh, he's being, hold on. Oh, get it. He's being asked for a password for this uh, Zoom session. This is really oh. weird. Um, what is the password? Where? Oh, passcode. Here it is. All right. There's the passcode. All right, Dougie Fresh. Here we go. Uh, try that. Drum roll. I need to give that to everybody now. So, Candace Kid, why don't you tell us something about the last nine years of experiencing Wednesday, Wednesday, while I send out an email with passcodes for everybody now. Yeah. We have our guest live on the show. Yeah. Uh, but it was um, third or fourth show. So I think uh, where I've seen a lot of change is how it's happened. Uh, you had a space that was um, available to do this. I think uh, have the our first one. Well, have a a large area where we had. I mean, there was probably ten people at the show some nights that we would be able to take some questions from the audience which was really cool, not to mention anybody who called in. Um, but in that sense, I think, uh, you know, you have to limit how much people come in and actually participate because you do get some of the... Well, I can't let anyone in my house. <laughs> the hundreds of people in the, in the green, green room. Well, and even, you know, COVID even calm that down with a lot of different things. So. Well, yeah. So, okay. Hang on, let's keep going. Cause nine, so nine right years, along. Uh, you know, I think... Uh, uh, I have to do all this by hand. Sorry, I put him on the spot big time. He hasn't been here for a little while, so he doesn't quite know what to say. <laughs> um, all right. It's passcode for the day. Now, they don't tell you this stuff when you're doing... Um, when you're setting all this stuff up. So I just, everyone's on the passcode, and now... <laughs> 
Um, let's just, because we've wasted so much time doing this, let me find out where we are. <laughs> okay. Everybody's, everybody's ready. We're just waiting for one more confirmation from Mr. Irvin. Um, and hang on one second. Let me find out where the waiting room is. And Doug Fine is here. Doug Fine, are you here? Is Doug here? Hold on. Okay, wait a minute. Now this is where it's going to get crazy. Yeah. Are you there, Doug? All right. Doug is probably there. We're going to find out how. Oh, man. Okay, so this is, okay, he's trying to go live. Oh, look, we even get him live. Well, we should oh, say hi to Doug. Yeah, let's say hi. To, let's say hi. Oh, awesome. hang on. We're trying to get you, Doug. Can you see us all? Get over here, Dana Ray. Woo, hang on. We're trying to get some sound on. We have no, we can't hear you. Can you hear us? Okay, we can't hear you. We don't have. Is he muted? Let's see. Um, he might be muted. Let's see. So unmute him. How do I do it? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but that's because, um, let's see, participants, invite, uh, let's see, there's Doug Fine, mute, and ask to unmute. Uh, okay, unmute. Okay, hang on. We're going to make this work because uh, here's how we're going to make this work. Let's take that off for a second. Maybe we can make it work that way. Are you there? No. Oh. Yes, we now have you, but now it's me twice. So like an echo. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> I can only say it once, so perfect. <laughs> Uh, well, is everybody hearing the echo? Or is it just us? Three times. Three times. All right, hang on. Let me try. But you get your headset on. Set up? Yeah. Let's see how it is. I'm going to turn off my video. I'm going to see if you can help your audio. Is that anything better on your end? No, hang on. Can you hear Dana? What's going on? On the radio show? Okay, call in. Yes. <clears throat> That's a very long time. Are we good? No? Now we're echoing. Again, yeah, for anything, seriously. Sounds good over here. Okay, can you hear me now, Doug? No, we can't hear anything. I can hear you. It's fine. There's no echo. But we can't hear Doug. Okay, hang on, Doug. 
going to be an echo for me. No, it's still going to be an echo. Because it's... Okay, do you hear an echo now? Doug, are you there? Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Now in like triplicate. Hold on. Hey, Doug? Can you call into the actual radio show? That might work better. Yes, to the radio show, the 646 number. Yes. Gotcha. Should I sign off here? Thank you. Okay, but here's the problem here. Problem is, can you hear me now? Yes. You can hear me now? Okay, but we're not going to be able to hear Doug when he calls in, and here's why. Um, can you like call Hold on. This might get better. Hold on. Is that better? Wait. Okay, now we're on speaker. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. So this is we're going to trick the system. We're trying to trick it right now. gone? I'm back. Okay. Okay, we're back. Welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. We're waiting for Doug Fine to call in. <laughs> What's going on here? Am I gone? No, you're How am I good? The whole program just got shut out. You can hear me? Yeah. Because I have no... Now I don't know when Doug's on. I can't get to Doug. Uh, oh, man. Wow. Okay. Let me try and launch this again. Welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. This is, this is just how it goes. All right. Hold on. I'm getting back to the studio. Sweet. All right. Here we go. Hopefully. Doug, are you there? Good morning. Happy anniversary. Good morning. Okay, you can hear you can hear him in there. Okay, so now um are you with me, Doug? I am here, yep. Okay, fantastic. I'm gonna put now I can put you in my headset. So I think we actually have Doug Fine, everybody. I think we have it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my headset's work. Wow, big crowd oh, there. Oh, boy. Make sure this happens right, though, so I can not have to hold the phone and hear you and hear what's going on. I'm still trying. Are we good? We're still good. All right. Doug, how are you? Good morning, Bellstar and the Tumbleweeds crew, and happy anniversary. Yay. Thank you. We finally did it. Well, it only took 20 minutes. <laughs> Show's over. Thank you. Good night. How are you doing? It's great to be with Where you. Where are you? <laughs> oh. Oh, it's Spring has sprung. 
It's beautiful here on the Funky Butte Ranch in New Mexico. I'm going to tell you some great news from here in the land of enchantment right next to you guys to the east, just a few hours away as the raven flies. But first, we got to say congratulations. Let's, let's talk about tumbleweeds because you guys are probably too, hum- too humble at the tumble to, to um, you know, get as in depth uh, to the truth. You guys, okay, let's just talk about any enterprise. Forget about women-owned. Forget about uh, uh, cannabis and health maintenance-related and all the positivity of that. In Arizona, um, right? just any enterprise that endures for nine years. Year after year, Tucson Weekly calls you the best healthcare center and cannabis resource uh, Center, um, you've been supporting my work as an author um, and and far- regenerative farmer for the basically the full nine years. I love you guys. You're such a blessing in my and my family's life. Happy anniversary! Oh, thank you so much. We really, really, really appreciate that, Doug. It's um, it's yeah, it's an honor, and we are humbled in it because it's not an easy world to be in, um, but it's an exciting world to be in. <laughs> especially nowadays, you know, and we're, we're super proud of you. What you do is not an easy task to take yourself away from your family and to put your super hemp cape on and fly <laughs> all over the world, teaching everybody in such a beautiful and kind and lighthearted and fun way. Cause you're just so, your spirit is so uplifting no matter what's going on. Uh, you just, you always bring sunshine, you always compliment, and you always start every conversation with a positive, and in today's day in the world, that really is a whole lot. Thanks for saying that. that. Well, um, I think um, it's I think of uh, I'll 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 give uh, two lyrics. The first one is a bit obscure. It's Sister Harmony on like the bonus track on an old KRS One album. Who says it's easy for me? You see, I ain't the one or the two. I'm the three. And the other lyric is from <laughs> Toots and the Maytals. That today, today, today's a special day. And yeah, it is a special day, ninth anniversary. But every day you wake up and you're alive. How can you not be thankful? Right, yeah, and we are thankful, and we're really blessed, just because it is a, it is a you know a crazy world. I love that it's easy for me. I'm not the one or the two, <laughs> the three. <laughs> I love it. We, That's fantastic. We, well, we hear, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say we here on the Funky Brute Ranch know um know that Bellstar really loves Stevie Nicks too. So every time we um see something new, interesting, or funny about Stevie Nicks, we like share it with you and um oh, one of yeah. them was um lucy lawless's like funny parody of stevie nicks on saturday night live folks lift that up um if they haven't seen it but she's also like hanging with miley cyrus and pro cannabis isn't she yes yes she is um in fact she did an article um yeah for about 72 years now <laughs> um but yeah she did an article in the rolling stone and she said she likes to sit down at her piano and have her little pot and it, and it helps her get creative and she's all by herself. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And those Saturday Night Live skits are riots. If you guys haven't seen those, you got to look them up because they're really the best. 
Oh. Now, are <clears> people, <throat> people um, like coming into tumble? Like, are how how is life in Tucson? I know that from being close friends with you guys that tumbleweeds has had a like everybody else has had an interesting year. And um, but are how's it going? Are people coming in? I mean, obviously people love tumbleweeds, but it is uh, from a bottom line perspective, are 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 uh, folks coming in for their cannabis and hemp and all, CBD and all of it? Um. Yes and no. I sigh because with recreation, a lot of people are, you know, definitely out there trying that route. But after they try that route, they do come back to us because um, it's 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 very expensive, but you're waiting in lines and it's not good quality and you're not getting as much as you want. Um, and the service right now out there is just uh, horrible. Yeah, and the taxes are stupid. It's like 25 per- <clears throat> 25% tax. But um, the sad thing is the, the dispensaries out here aren't treating the medical patients so well right now. So there's, um, you know, there's big mix-ups when you go down there. There's long wait lines. Um, and I'm sad to say that I uh, I went and I, I, I will say I don't ever do this because I just did it, <laughs> but I rarely buy anybody else's flour. Like, rare super rare i'm snobby i only like to smoke my own (laughs) um so i bought some and i got back what we call pot poops silver sister and i were like what is this this is the stuff you get at the bottom of the tree that the very last little tiny nug that's kind of just fell off you know that little teeny tiny we call them pot poops just as a joke (laughs) we still love them they're very good but they weren't real nuggets like i just brought out some stuff that uh we have here in the vault that's freshly grown um and that looks like cannabis to me <laughs> when i got it out of the little the little eighth jar which was very expensive by the way it's 44 dollars before tax for an eighth that's wow. a lot that's a yeah. lot of money and that was on the medical side and that was the second shelf that wasn't even top shelf top shelf was going to be like 60 bucks uh, before oh. taxes yeah, wow. I know. So, you know, when people are finding this stuff out, and then when I when I had it delivered, because <clears throat> I went down to this place once and it was not a good experience, so I thought, okay, well, I'll just stick with delivery, which took like seven hours. <laughs> so everything's kind of gone downhill for the dispensaries out here. But people are catching on. They're coming back to get certified because it's a safer thing to do. And that's that's what we try and encourage people because you get all the legal rights. You know, you get the rights of your employers can't just fire you because you're using it now recreationally. And your landlord can't just kick you out at will because you're using, you know. Um, so there's the reasons they're coming in. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so we're we're getting the patients in there that are wanting to do a safer, less expensive thing. And a better they get better medicine and more medicine, you know. Having to go down to a dispensary every, I mean, if they're only giving 100 milligrams away a day. You know, that's not a lot for somebody who's in severe or late stage anything, you know, severe pain, that kind of stuff. So we'll see how it works out. Yeah. How's So how's well, New Mexico's program? Yeah, that's a, all of what you're saying is a really good segue into the really good news from New Mexico um, here in the land of enchantment. And I must say that I have learned from you from discussing various initiatives that have come before Arizona in the past, along with a couple other friends. I would say that the 
four places that I've learned a lot from, and it really helped us pass something special and wonderful here in New Mexico, um, were you with initiatives that um, felt as though they weren't mm-hmm. sort of um, driven by the people, you know, in the sense of um, uh, people other than those with financial interests on a big kind of multi-state um, way. And I also, let me preface this by saying at, at this stage, especially, but in general, you, you know, you were kind enough to mention I'm a positive person and, you know, I do believe cannabis hemp is a big tent and that we, you know, want to do our best to find ways to support any, any sort of approach at this time. And so I'm not saying, you know, my way and my kind of regenerative focus, supporting local businesses and all that is the only way soil building. I prefer outdoor cultivation, things like that. I'm not saying it's the only way, um, but I like what I like because I want my seven generations from now to have a planet to live on. And also I think that <laughs> right. it's the healthiest, most, most bioavailable <laughs> cannabis hemp is when you're growing regeneratively and building the soil while sequestering carbon. And we can talk <clears> about that. But anyway, so I've learned from you talking about in Arizona how it's not farmer, hasn't been some of the initiatives farmer-driven um, or um, – um, or people driven in more than, you know, sort of like large money profit driven in Arizona. And you heard that in some other states like Ohio. Then on the positive side, I was very closely following and reporting on my good friends, Anthony and Sarah. Um, Anthony Johnson was the lead petitioner for Oregon's Measure 91, which at the time, I think New Mexico's is even better. But at the time, Oregon's was the best <laughs> um, initiative and just, you know, six plants per Personal cultivation, personal cultivation is vital. It's a human right. With no paperwork or registration, no one should have to register to grow their tomatoes or their cannabis. Right. And um, so I learned from Oregon. I love Washington, D.C.'s had to do it in a clever way because the, the, if there are hypocritical pseudo-libertarians in Congress that, never, that they think small government, unless we don't like what you're about, um, that we're hypocritically trying to stop any commerce. Congress can stop commerce and regulate commerce in the District of Columbia because it doesn't have statehood rights. Um, they just said, okay, you can't sell it. All you can do is grow it and share it with your friends and carry it everywhere. Um, that was a great initiative. Um, so I had all these, all these like learning experiences, right, mm-hmm. when going into New Mexico. And we had the, our, we have a C-Day session that just ended. And, um, and you know, this is a, like a, I won't, I, I'll give you a few minutes detail here. I won't o- over-describe it, but it's a really fun and wild story. Um, so a bunch of different bills came forth, really good ones and really crappy ones. Um, and again, this is all in my humble opinion. And um, blessings to Representatives Martinez and Romero in, um, in New Mexico in, the, in our state um, House of Representatives who um, put forth this awesome bill that had so many great things. So, of course, personal cultivation, six mature plants per, per person, 12 per family, um, it had expungement of cannabis uh, criminal, you know, I hate to even use the word criminal. It's one of humanity's longest utilized plants. Expungement of, it even in an early version, and this bit got taken out, um, had state funding for medical cannabis for people who were um, poor and um, couldn't afford their medical cannabis. Um, that part got taken out. But all the other things I'm mentioning are, are made it into the final. Um, what else? Micro business support, 200 plants for a micro business at a reasonable fee rate. So you can have the type of food that I shop for. If we're not growing or, or raising or milking our own stuff here, what do we do? We first thing we look for is a farmer's market, a CSA. And if we don't have that, we go to the local food co-op where we're members. This is where I met my sweetheart, the mother of our children. 
um, <laughs> at the food co-op. I'm never walking into a supermarket, almost never walking into a thing called a supermarket with fluorescent lights and smell of bleach and all that stuff and products from who knows where. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I'm just saying I try not to because I'm, I'm shopping for the best food. I don't care about the prices because I think I'm saving in future medical costs. And um, so Amen. Um, anyway, New Mexico legalized in our cannabis bill this 200 plant count for micro businesses. So we have a level playing field where you can make a nice, wow. uh, if you, if someone wants to be a, That's wants to be a farm to table provider at the farmer's market or the co-op, they can make a nice, if you do the math, even if you're talking half a pound per plant, right. And uh, 200, so you're talking a hundred pounds. And even if that pound at retail is only worth a thousand dollars a pound, she's so probably worth more, but you're at a six, a low six figure income, which is a nice rural community, nice family, living in New Mexico. It was a, so overall beautiful bill. So passed the house, right? And then in the Senate, it passed all the committees and got to the house floor and boom, our 60 day um, uh, session ended. And our wonderful governor, Michelle Lewin Grisham, alongside our terrific Lieutenant Governor Harry Mora- uh, Howie Morales, um, the governor said, you know what? Going home yet. Special session next week. Legalize ganja. Legalize it, people. This is our governor. And called wow. us, uh, Special session, and they got it done. They, they, um, the expungements in there, the wow. six plants per person, twelve per yet. family, and it's wow. just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Great day for New Mexico. That's fantastic. That is really, really, really awesome. Congratulations, Doug. It's about time. <laughs> Thank you, and you know it was oh, a huge oh, team effort, and I was one of many people endorsing it but it was it felt like the right time and 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 here's a message like there's just about i don't live in the middle of nowhere because i like participating in like the political process right i i felt i had to do it one has to look for one's own backyard and i came out of this feeling like wow when people get involved and respectfully and intelligently ask for what they feel is right good things can happen even in our you know not perfect political system <clears throat> they can. They absolutely can. I mean, you know, there's, and that's why we have to stay positive and and keep doing uh, what we're doing. That's really awesome. Absolutely. We're not done here. <laughs> we're gonna pass a pot bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's is there too. Is there home cultivation in Arizona yet? We do have home okay, cultivation. You can do six plants. And then 12 plants per household if you have two adults, 21 and over, which is fantastic because. What I'm grinding up right now and what we're smoking is uh, what I grew since we uh, we were able to do that. My little auto flowers are the best little flowers in the world. you got to get some for your yard just for fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, two, 60 great. days from seed to finish. Seed to finish, 60 days. Unreal. Wow. Oh, and imagine what they would do in that sunshine out there in New Mexico in your yard with all the other plants. They'd be so happy. <laughs> oh, that that is yeah, so yes, we do. Amen for that. Yeah, amen for that. Um, so, yeah, the, there's, there's uh, you know, we've got a couple couple things that are okay about the program. That's one of them. I will say that. <laughs> I'm happy that I don't have to feel like I'm doing, you know, even when I grew as a caregiver, it still was, you know, you had to have a card, you had to have a license, you had to pay $200, you had to get fingerprinted, you had to do all this stuff. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, God. And I did it all. That was fine, but happy little plants, like you should yeah, be able that's to the way. next year's strawberries. <laughs> that's the way that you know, embedded, 
underneath all this is concepts like liberty and um, and freedoms and and privacy, yes, personal privacy, and it, way beyond any particular plant because the the criminalization of cannabis we all know is one of the great unfortunate insane mistakes that a really wonderful country let's you know this is how i feel about the yeah. u.s you know you see my every every time i'm out there you see my pictures i'm always in the cowboy hat and i've got the hemp american flag nobody's perfect right but the, what these founding fathers were saying you could always say uh-huh. they didn't go far enough certainly they debated but didn't ban for instance slavery right away right but they were saying you know what it's not you're not just born and then someone says you're a king and you rule everyone no the people should decide yeah. of course for them, it was only landowning, you know, males for a long time. Yeah. But, um, but right. <laughs> that was a step, right? It was a step, right? And Lincoln took it another step, and we're always taking it more steps. And I'm a believer in this, right? And um, yeah. the personal, for me, my patriotism comes from this founding premise of the government doesn't have any business in your life except in extremely specific, rare circumstances. So, for instance, like public roads, right? right? If you're paying taxes and the government's repairing the roads, I think they can tell you what a speed limit is. I think that's fair. You know? um, Okay. For the safety of all citizens, sure. Yeah, or even just, if you don't like it, then don't drive, don't, don't drive on the taxpayer-funded roads. Like, get your own, like, glider or something. You know what I mean? Um, But, like, (laughs) you know... (laughs) Watch out, Doug. We are writing these ideas down. We're going to be gliding over the funky butte farm any minute now. <laughs> you know, my kids are working. We're really into the old Star Trek show Voyager. We just think, like, in the Star Trek universe, it's a really good show. And so my kids are, like, thinking about transporter rooms and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, man, this would solve. We could just blink wow. our way into Borneo right now. That would be awesome. Blink our way. I love it. Yeah, it would be or awesome. Jetpack, Link our know. way anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> jetpacks would be fun. <laughs> Solar power. Oh. oh, of course, right? With a, a very thin, you're going to have like micro thin, like solar power sheets that you can, you know, just barely see anymore. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Probably won't be able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on in the hemp world? We've been... Uh, randomly playing your book which we absolutely love um, thank you yeah tell us tell us about that and your success with with your book and everything going on i mean i know it's probably been awesome. hard to travel but you've probably been zooming <laughs> yeah i love it and in fact during the season it's great i love these virtual events i mean there's nothing like being in person as we know because you've hosted me for several events and then um the mayor of tucson the mayor of tucson at the time i'm forgetting his name but he had me as like just there was like a speaker series at the botanical gardens and it was like all kinds of topics and they're like here's a guy for cannabis and when i when we were like smiling and taking a publicity photo afterwards i said i gotta admit this event really excited me because i didn't realize Arizona had got the memo, you know, and he looked at me and he's like, we're not that Arizona. And um, so <laughs> I, uh, I get Southern Arizona, but all of Arizona is a good Arizona now, I think. But, um, and I'm so pleased. I mean, Hey, you legalized before we did. And even an imperfect legalization bill for our neighbors, like Arizona and Colorado helped us here in New Mexico, because when you'd hear like people yeah. going non, you know, the nonsense stupidity of the 
fear tactics and the Harry Anslinger lies, you know, op- opponents in the legislature, you're just like, yeah, I guess so. But if you look at um, Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, blah, 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 it's all good. Everything's good. Highway deaths are down. Domestic violence is down. Employment is up. Economy is up. Like, tax revenues are up. So you're wrong. Shut up and pass the bill. And they did. Um, um, so you guys Amen. <laughs> Yeah, you're ahead of, ahead of us. So thanks for asking. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about my own work real briefly and where people can find it and what's going on with it. And then I'll talk about like high altitude, what's going on and uh, what I think is going on on the hemp side of the plant um, uh, and the reunification that's coming between all of cannabis. So first off, th- thanks for asking. Yeah, so my most <clears throat> recent book that just came out is called American Hemp Farmer. And it's a practical look at it, the entire year for regenerative farming and micro-business marketing. Like I focus on 20 acres or less, but in some cases it could be even one acre or less. Um, But really it's about at the same time that you're growing the best quality hemp for whatever side of the plant. I mean, I'm holding right now my goat-shaped piece of U.S.-grown hemp-printed plastic, Goodbye Pacific Garbage Patch, right? So we're talking about fiber. I've got my seeds here, which are a superfood, soon to go back in the ground, um, uh, high, super high protein. I've already eaten hemp seeds today, and then of course flour. We all know about cannabinoids, terpenes, bioflavonoids, and and of which THC and CBD are just one. We know that the entourage effect and the combination of the whole plant um, is most likely the most beneficial. I mean, for certain very acute medicinal um, uh, needs. There are people and research is being found that certain concentrations of certain cannabinoids can be really helpful for certain types of, say, childhood epilepsy or certain types of cytotoxicity mm-hmm. or um, tumor reversal. But for me and health maintenance, I'm blessed with good health. I want a whole plant entourage effect when I'm talking about my cannabinoids. So American Hemp Farmer describes it from choosing your genetics, prepping your soil, through the cultivation, planting, you know, mid-season harvest. Mm-hmm. But every, even things like righteous packaging, compostable labeling, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the idea of, you know, solar power your processing facility if you can, things like that, so that we, we're actually part of the solution and all of our um, uh, families and offspring and stuff can have a, a planet. And it's, it's, it feels good to at least be proposing um, modes of going about a business, any business. In fact, I quoted a, a Hawaii sandalwood farmer who talks about how he's limiting the amount of sandalwood they harvest for two human generations. They're not going to expand for another hundred something years until they decide if making sure that the amount that they're harvesting today is resulting in a sustainable harvest. And it's still grossing them like three, four million dollars a year. So it's like, why do you have to like fire to be Walmart or, or, or a hedge fund takeout? Why not just be regenerative and support your community and put the, invest back in your community and build soil when it's going to be successful? So that's the new book. As folks know, I, Amen. Know I have, Amen. As you know, I have other books, Hemp Bound, Too High to Fail, Farewell My Subaru is about living without, with much reduced petroleum. All of it available on my website at DougFine.com or on my social media awesome. at Organic Cowboy. Um, and so that's me personally, um, higher altitude in the hemp world, um, one really good piece of news that's happening is we arbitrarily, humanity arbitrarily divided cannabis from this new thing that was called hemp only as only in 1976, when, for instance, Kentucky was the world leader in hemp in the late 19th century. Nobody, like, worried about THC, and this, I'm wearing TMI alert, my underwear right now is hemp, organic hemp grown in China, and that fiber crop in China 
nobody cares what the THC level is in the flower because they just want the best fiber. And so um, this arbitrary 0.3% THC that defines this arbitrary new thing called hemp in uh, 1976, that's going away. It looks like this year in Congress, folks, call your Congress people, join the votehemp.org petition. You can go online. Um, We are on the federal level raising the definition of hemp to 1%. That's only a step in the right direction. But it's going to make life fantastic. Yeah, it's going to make life a lot easier, right? Because we know you, you and uh, Bellstar, Dana, and I have been uh, in a slow motion move towards developing a product together, and like we know how much easier our life's going to be when that definition is at one percent. So that's the next step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a huge step, though. That's that's a that's a huge step. We need everybody's help on that. Call your Congress people and senators and say, please support the effort to get the federal definition of hemp raised to 1%. And then just to uh, uh, close the loop, um, the ultimate goal is on the federal level, the feds just say, you know what, we're out of the, of the cannabis definition game. There's no federal hemp, federal cannabis. It's for states to decide. And the reason for this is the last people we want to burden with government coming and testing their crops. Imagine a tomato farmer getting tested for lycopene, right? Or, or a orange farmer getting tested for vitamin C. Like yes. we, we want no oh, burden way too on much the C, man. The field. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we want no burden for the farmer in the field. We want the farmer to grow whatever the heck he or she wants. And then only if female flower is going to go to a wholesale or retail market for the public only then in a lab in a in a facility where it's packaged or processed would it be tested to decide whether or not it needs to be regulated as let's say adult social use or medicinal use but if the farmer's growing a hemp cannabis plant in his or her field let's say for fiber and flour nobody's business what it tests at until and unless it's going to the public. That's called THC irrelevance in the field or irrelevance <clears throat> until the, the public retail level, and we're going to get there. But this year our goal is 1% THC definition. Absolutely. Yeah. Woohoo! That would be fantastic. And then hopefully someday they'll just let us grow it. <laughs> you know, worry. it's funny. We had so, so much success from a grassroots level in New Mexico this year that in, in our celebratory call when the cannabis bill got passed and we had a bad hemp production bill that we had to um, make sure it got tabled. And we, were, we won all our battles this year. I'm proud to say we surprised ourselves. I say we, a bunch of just unaffiliated independent farmers getting together, scheduling meetings, getting our points across, and winning, right? And, um, and, and um, we're talking afterwards about, like, okay, let's just enjoy this victory and and we realized like when are we done as cannabis hemp mm-hmm. fans and we're done when yeah. what you just said bell star we're done when cannabis is just treated like strawberries or beans you know no no mm-hmm. regulation at all yeah when you can just go to you know any any store your local farmer's market or even your big safeway who cares they're just going to have it in the pack like they do those stands with all your seeds and you go oh I need a pack of strawberry seeds and tomato seeds. Oh, cannabis, indica. Yeah, I we'll want those. And uh, some broccoli. Mom, I don't like broccoli. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your broccoli. You know, not even to mention the cannabis seeds you just threw in your basket, right? Not to even mention Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen in our time. I give it another 20, 10, 20 years. We'll still be rocking it. 25, 50 oh, years, we'll be killing it. Oof. 
<laughs> I think even sooner than sooner than that. I think sooner than that. I think five years until cannabis is just another bit of produce in the supermarket, and there already is starting to be what it's been for the last ten, twelve thousand years, which is just another plant in the garden. Like my hemp plants yeah. are surrounded by tomatoes and beans and basil. It's just another plant. Like, get over it already, people. Yeah, seriously, get over it already. <laughs> Oh, awesome, Doug. Thank you so much for being patient with us and dealing with all our technical silliness. Um, it's always awesome to have you here, and we are so happy that we have known you for this long. I mean, how we're so blessed to have you as our friend, you know. Besides all our uh, business adventures and business happenings, I'll never forget when I was sitting on the couch at the the very first place we had and. I put on this video and you popped on as part of the show and I was like, hey, I wonder if you'd like to come on my radio show. You were the, you were the first person I asked and, I, and you said yes. And I was like, oh, you said yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was a fantastic moment. So thank you for saying yes. <laughs> oh, and thank you for supporting me. I mean, really, this is like, this is my uh, Arizona home. When we hang out, eat Chinese food, do events, um, discuss yes. the nuances cannabis hemp, um, brainstorm on our ideas for developing products ourselves. I, we're all, I, I speak for my, my whole um, family here, we're all really appreciated, appreciative to know Bellstar, Dana, and the whole Tumbleweeds crew. You're an institution that has no doubt saved probably hundreds of lives, if not more, and helped improve thousands of lives in Arizona. So it's an honor to be um, in your inner circle. And then the rest of the anniversary show today, you've got some uh, – some cool and kind of like landmark people on as well. We do. We do. We're really excited. Next up, we got Robert Platshorn, Irvin Rosenfeld, and Dr. Regina Nelson coming on. And uh, thank you so much. DougFine.com, where else can they find you out there in the world? Um, DougFine.com is a great starting point. It's got everything from books to registration. If folks want to take my ongoing online regenerative hemp course, it's a comprehensive course you can take from anywhere at your own pace with a hemp printed completion certificate. Um, my United Nations nice. testimony for legalizing cannabis, re-legalizing cannabis, uh, TED Talk, Conan O'Brien appearance, all of it is at DougFine.com, links to my books and all that. But um, my uh, sort of daily what's going on in the world of regenerative living is um, my social media is at organic cowboy there's it's one word with the two c's in the middle organic cowboy awesome there you go doug fine everybody thank you so much doug we love you please say hi to your family all the goats and uh hug some hemp for us (laughs) we will we love you guys too and we'll be in person together soon enough yay doug fine everybody thank you All right, now, woohoo! Thank the heavens, we did it. Oh my God, <laughs> we made it. We're here. We're doing the show. It's still live. We're still going. We're a little behind, so we're gonna step things up. We just wanted to say thank you all. You're tuning into Weekday Wednesday. That was Doug Fine, everybody. Um, up next, we have uh, Robert Platshorn, and then Irvin Rosenfeld, and then Dr. Regina Nelson. But first. A moment from your sponsor. 
Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your health lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right. Thank you, and welcome back to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. That was awesome. Doug Fine is so great. We love that. And we're so um, grateful that we get to have Doug Fine story time every week when we don't have a, a guest and we get to play. Um, next up, we're waiting for Robert Platshorn and Silver Tour to join us. I'm trying to figure out, um, we did figure out how to get on air. That was good. Now I'm trying to figure out who is who on the program here. So, um we do have some people on. I know Dr. Regina Nelson is is out there listening right now. We've known Dr. Regina for a long time before she was a doctor, <laughs> so it's kind of it's uh it's fun to say doctor. Are you there? Cannabis Kid is with us too today. Oh wow, is he with us? Is he there? Okay, you can take one out in here, can you? So you can kind of can you hear me now? He's in the same room, but oh, it is. Well, when I'm here, you and I here. Oh, oh! Could you hear me because I'm sitting right here in the room with you? That's yes. And then you hear me because I'm also in your head. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's really bad. I tried. <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, you are listening to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. And um, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and we're getting ready to have uh, Robert Platshorn on air with us in just a moment. He's calling in here now. Uh, Robert Platshorn, we've known Robert and Regina and Irvin for eight years now, which is really, really awesome. We met them, so we started Tumbleweeds 11-11-11, and we met them April of that next year at the Patients at a Time up at Law and Cantata. And there were a million awesome cannabis people there. It was really unbelievable how many, a million, uh, at least there were a million people. It was like, oh yeah, might do. Okay. So there were hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Was there a hundred? There a couple hundred. You could say, you could, you could safely say a couple. All right. But millions sounded better. Millions sounded better. Yeah. Especially for long time. Um, But no, we met a lot of great people there that day and um, sat right next to uh, Dr. Courtney, uh, the guy who's famous for juicing, who I wanted to see the whole program. And we came back from lunch and we were like 10 minutes into the show. And I'm like, dang it, into his whole talk. The whole reason I wanted to see it. Speaking of juicing, if you guys haven't, uh, if you haven't tried juicing cannabis leaves and buds or hemp leaves and buds, it's the way to go. It really is. Um, And I think pretty soon you might just be seeing some places out there in the world to get some juice. Um, So let's see here. Um, What else is going on? Nine years. Okay. Uh, Robert Platshorn says uh, two minutes. So he'll be on in just two minutes. Um, Give him just a second here. I apologize. We did have a really big technical problem, and uh, the show actually told me that I I couldn't go on. 
and then uh, and then when I called in to host my own show, it actually was letting me host my show, and I didn't know it. So anyway, um, let's just jump right on, and let's give a really warm, loving welcome to Mr. Robert Platshorn. What a wonderful welcome. How are my girls doing? We're doing great now. How are you? (laughs) All right. Uh, Sending you some love from uh, your big hometown activist, Stacey Theus. Oh, yay. She's got the bus cruising around. Oh, we love her. Yay. Yeah. She's 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 down here. out with you. Yep, she's helping me put together a fabulous fishing tournament for our longtime pot prisoners who've been recently released and uh, a group of veterans. That's awesome. That is absolutely amazing. A, I've been following that. Yeah, go ahead. We're doing a, a tournament on 420 uh, at the Riviera Beach Marina in West Palm Beach. Uh We've got four boats, and we're going to fill them up with uh, stoners. <laughs> most uh, <clears throat> most of the uh, OGs from my generation are going to be here, including uh, a own. few members of the old Black Tuna Gang. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> be and Irv's going to. Irv's going to show up for our after party and award one of his cans uh, to whoever catches the biggest fish. Really? Yeah. And uh, we've got trophies for everyone to prove they uh, fished in the tournament. It's it's going to be a great day. Uh, The tournament is limited to people who've been invited. But the after party, mm-hmm. we decided to open up, and uh, right. anybody who wants to meet people like Stacy and, and Adam Brooks from Michigan and uh, Dr. Uh, David Allen, uh, Eddie Lepp, all the big-time uh, OGs are coming in for this. That's really amazing. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, that's great that you open up the after party because there, I'm sure you got so much interest just in, you know, the tournament itself, but it's, it's very limited to just, um, to a a specific number of guests. So you can't just have a, you know, an out, you know, anybody on the boat. (laughs) No, uh, I've got four boats and between them, they'll hold about 40 people. And that's about the limit to the number we can fish. So there's so many people who want to come and, and party with us on 420 uh, that I've opened up the after party. It's in a beautiful tiki bar right by where the boats come in at the marina. It's gorgeous. You can sit there and watch all the fancy boats come in and out. And oh, uh, we're going to have a hell of a party. Bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fact, I wish we could uh, be there. <laughs> I wish you guys could, too. Uh, Tommy Chung made a, uh, a really neat video for the tournament, uh, wishing everybody well and talking to the uh, convicts and veterans, and uh, that'll be aired uh, at the after party. 
we got a lot oh, of surprises cool. and, and some really interesting people coming. That's really awesome. Now, are you going to, did you ask Irv to grow his mustache out so he could match that picture you posted on Facebook? <laughs> well, I almost missed that. I was scrolling through somebody's <laughs> pictures and spotted that. I, no, that's not Irv. I mean, I've known Irv for a long time. I can't recall him with that uh, beat up looking mustache. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I was trying to find that now to show the cannabis kid and silver sister here. That was a really good one. It didn't look. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a good one. So are you still yeah. doing the silver tour? Uh, it's on hold until on hold right we now. reach a point in this country with the COVID that I yeah. can get three or 400 people together in an audience. Yeah, so that's probably good. That's yeah. coming soon. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to be running some Silver Tour material on uh, commercial radio and uh, television. Oh, good. Excellent. So um, what we were just talking to Doug Fine about uh, his legalization in New Mexico. What's going – what can you guys do down in Florida now? What uh We've actually got a really good medical program. Uh, okay. We've got some terrific dispensaries. Uh, everything I do is sponsored by True Leave, who've put up a lot of money for legalization. And <clears throat> they were the only dispensary down here that was backing mm-hmm. our initiative for recreational mm-hmm. and home grow. That's that's oh. what we're missing now, recreational and home grow. Uh, as of today, there's two or three bills in the legislature. Uh, I don't know how great their chances are. Ordinarily, I'd be optimistic, but there's yeah. there's just one Republican who just keeps trying to force through a bill to limit the THC content of virtually everything to 10%. And, of course, that won't work. Wow. So we're, and where did we're they get this in, arbitrary number? <laughs> uh, probably because that's what they ended up settling on for edibles in most states. You that's know, each, true. each portion uh, of an edible is usually 10% since uh, that idiot from the New York Times, what's her name, she, uh, she overdosed oh, no. on edibles. Yeah, a couple years, couple of years ago. Mhm. <laughs> so. Oh man. Yeah, but wow. you know I'm a director of normal for Florida, and uh, okay. we're working to get recreational and home grow. We've got several petitions that we're using to fight the uh, 10% limit, and it looks like we're doing okay with that, because uh, I think they deliberately did not schedule that for a floor discussion or vote in this current uh, legislature, Mm. which is over in about a month. So if they don't bring it up, they ain't going to pass it. And that's, you know, if if that's how it's going to work, that's just fine. But we really do need rec. It's amazing that a state like Florida, which is so tourist dependent, uh, doesn't have rec and doesn't have reciprocity. 
Yeah, you know, that is really weird. People from all over, and now yeah. so many of them are coming from states that have legal rec or medical, and mm-hmm. uh, they still have a problem with their meds here in Florida. So we're fighting hard for that. We'll get it. Uh, I'm surprised yeah. the hotel owners haven't really lobbied hard because we're losing a lot of tourist business and we're losing a lot of college students to legal states. Yep, we sure so are losing we, a lot of residents, period, to, to legal states for number. Yeah. Yeah, residents are doing pretty good with our medical program. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty easy to get on. We've got an incredible variety of strains, edibles, uh, concentrates, crumble, wax, just about anything you could think of except beverages at the moment, and we'll probably have oh, okay. those shortly. Uh, and is we've got, is it hard to get course, into the medical program? No because we were pretty smart when we drafted that or when when we had somebody from the university draft the original amendment to when they listed all of the ailments that qualify the last one said and whatever your doctor feels should be the primary oh. treatment for wow. anything that was smart so there you go. Yeah, so now we're we're kind of wide open. I mean, it, you legitimately have to qualify, but I suspect you'd either have to be dead or newborn not to qualify. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course, what makes me feel good is every time I walk into a True Leave, I see 60 to 80% senior patients. Oh, yeah. Seniors yeah, have made absolutely. this program a success here in Florida. And, of course, you know, that that's my demographic. And uh, yeah. I, I just feel really good about everything that's that's been happening with seniors. But there's a well, lot of them that could benefit from home grow, those who can't mm-hmm. afford to get their card and, and go to a dispensary. Uh the dispensaries here are actually now, you can get uh, top shelf and mids much cheaper than the black market and much better and hmm. safer. And you can pick well, your strain. Today, wow. at, today at True Leaf is ground flower day. They take the small buds from all of their top ground flower strains and all their top strains, grind them up. And they'll put one or two together, uh, and they sell them for $25 a quarter. Uh, that's 100 oh, wow. bucks an ounce. Yeah, that's <laughs> and fantastic. That's clean. that's clean. That's labbed. You know what uh-huh. strains you're getting. You know if you're heading toward a sativa or an indica. You know, the, most of them are hybrids, but they tell people whether they're sativa dominant or indica dominant. Uh, it's really an amazing program. You know, when when I got out of prison and started the Silver Tour, everybody said Florida's going to be the last place to ever come through with medical or or a program. And uh, we we beat the skeptics. 
We've got a program. We've got, I think now we're getting close to 500,000 patients. That's a lot. Wow. That is a ton. Yeah, and we've got close to 200 dispensaries. Trulieve is about to open their 90th here in the state. Wow. And they're opening now, in six or seven other states as well. But for the moment... Does it make a strain I, for you? Are you <laughs> kidding? It's the fastest-selling strain in the South. Of course it is. Black tuna strain. Of course it is. Yep, the black when tuna they strain. Announce, I love it. When they announce it goes into the stores, gone an hour after the stores open. I mean, gone. Oh, I bet. Most of it uh, gets reserved on phone orders and delivery orders before the stores even open. Wow. And tell us about the strain itself. It's a sativa dominant. Uh, uh-huh. You know, everybody asks, how did you develop that and where do you grow it? Well, let's face it, kid. I'm a smuggler, not a grower. <laughs> and, and when Truly said they wanted to honor the work I've done with seniors in the Silver Tour and legalization, uh, we sat down and their master grower asked me what I was looking for. And I said, what I'd really like is the original Santa Marta gold that I used to smuggle. Mm. I mean, that was my claim to fame, and it was easily the best thing coming out of Colombia. What was it called? Uh, Santa Marta gold. People call it Colombian gold, but that's not what it was. It only grows in the Santa Marta area, and it disappeared. The seeds are really, really hard to get. I've got somebody in Colombia now. So in the meantime, I said, it's got to have at least the properties of the Colombian gold. And uh, they came up with a hybrid that's half uh, Jamaican lamb's breath, which is a really delicious, smooth strain. You know, it's what the Rastas smoke up in the mountains. And they combined it with a really strong Colombian strain. And Mm -hmm. our batches, you know, every batch is different. It's a plant. Mm -hmm. But our Mm -hmm. batches have been a minimum of 26 on up to 32% THC with really, really great terps. Wow. And uh, everybody who's tried it. I think you can smell that through the phone. Yeah, it, wow. it, it's really terrific. Uh, we're working on a second strain also from Colombia called Punta Roja, which was a legend, but very few people ever saw it. It was one of the most highly rated strains back in uh, the old high times days, but nobody ah. could get it because it wasn't available. The only way I could ever lay my hands on any would be when I was in Colombia, <laughs> I'd go to the produce market in uh, Barranquilla, and when the truck drivers come in with, with the fruits and vegetables in the middle of the night, I'd go around from one truck driver to another and uh, try to buy a couple of grams or, or an ounce, because they're the only <laughs> people uh, who had it. And uh, 
I mean, it nails you. I don't know how they can smoke that and drive those big double rigs through the Colombian mountains, but they do, <laughs> and it's it's a fabulous strain. Uh, takes away all their pain. Got it. Hmm? They, it takes they away can't all their pain. Any, they yeah, they can't feel it. They can't feel that damn thing. <laughs> they can't feel their butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got some growing now, and if it feminizes properly and we can pick out some really strong mother plants and the clones yeah. come out right, you know, with the right amounts of everything, then we'll go ahead and put on a second strain. But it takes almost nice. a year to perfect that and know that you're oh, going yeah. to grow up people will yeah. want. Yeah. Well, absolutely. So it's all very exciting. And, and it is. truly pays me a very nice uh, royalty, which I've been using, uh, well, paying for a lot of this fishing tournament. Uh, I did a really, really huge spread for Toys for Tots for Christmas. And uh, I've been I've been donating heavily to the food banks here because it's needed. So I'm I'm really very grateful to True Leaf for putting me in a position to do that. Because you know since yeah, I got I out gonna, of prison, it's been a little. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Well, I bet you never thought when you were sitting in prison you'd have a major cannabis company helping support your way. <laughs> No, I sure didn't. Of course, when I, I figured when I got out of prison, uh, somebody would make a major motion picture. Instead, we got uh, Square Grouper docudrama, which did well. And then I figured I'd uh, retire and buy a fishing boat. But I can't <laughs> even think about retiring. I can't imagine not doing what I do. Right. I love it. And yeah. uh when I go to store openings or even walk through the supermarket, people come over and want to hug me and thank me and tell me, oh, my mom had third, you know, third stage cancer, fourth stage cancer. She never believed in cannabis until she went to your Silver Tour show. And uh, I just get that all the time. It That's makes me really feel awesome. good. In fact, somebody just bought the condo next door to mine. And uh, when she found out who I was, she came over. She said, I got to hug you. I've had my vaccination. (laughs) She said, I'm Uh a cancer patient. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to get my meds. So I love what I do. Every time somebody posts a picture of grandma dancing, that (laughs) makes me happy. Yeah, there's still work to do, but Silver Tour's got to wait. Mm-hmm. The live shows have to wait until uh, we can put together big audiences. Well, we can't wait. We we really want to see you soon. It's been way too long, and we love you, and we thank you for everything you do. It's not an easy thing to do, and you gave up a whole lot of your life for what for this. And we're so happy that Truly's out there supporting you and helping you just spread the good the good leaf word about cannabis, the plant we all love. Well, I've been watching your work. You're a hell of a cowboy girl. Cowgirl boy. (laughs) Girl. Exactly, exactly. You look look good in in them duds. 
<laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. been a lot of fun. Yes, Stacy and I were talking about that at uh, lunch the other day when we were working on the tournament. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's been a great time. I'm, I've been you know really blessed again because of cannabis, and we've had a you know uh, we'll be ten years in business this year for Tumbleweed Health Center, and we're very blessed and very grateful that we're still still going, and it allows us to do the things we love to do and meet the wonderful people like you and. Uh, just spread the word about this awesome plant that we all love and deserve to have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so happy that I got to uh, be a tumbleweed at the beginning and and the couple of times I went up there. <laughs> you guys did a terrific thing. Well, thank you, and thanks for helping to, you know, make it what it is. We always welcome you, Robert. We love you, and we love love what you do. So much and uh yeah for you know i'm sure daughters and sons are grateful everywhere for you because you know their parents are out there getting the medicine that they you know that they really need and you're making them feel comfortable getting it <clears throat> and that's so important you know how important that is people are scared for you know you know just because of all the junk that they've heard but um thank you for for everything that you do I wish I could be this successful getting people to take their vaccine. Uh, maybe offer a free joint or a free bong hit with it. <laughs> they're, they're doing that in New York. Are they? Yep, and I think there's somebody in D.C. who's doing it too, and oh. possibly even New Jersey. It's not official with those companies, but individuals right. are offering the oh incentive. And That's funny. Because most of the vaccine setups are like uh, in the parking lot of the supermarket or uh, at a ball field or out in the park somewhere. Uh, yeah. They can get oh, away yeah. with, give, with giving them a joint or a bong hit. Actually, they're trading joints for jabs. <laughs> That's what they're calling it. Nice. Joints for jabs. And I love it. Jabs, I love it. That's fantastic. But the anti-vaxxers, I'd I'd like to bite their nose off. I mean, they just have no conception of of how they're endangering everybody around them and how they're prolonging this misery. Well, if they all hear about their jabs for joints, I think you'll have a whole new audience coming in. And maybe after they listen to the show, they'll be like, wait, what? I didn't know that. (laughs) Well, Robert, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, and uh, and your work. They can follow everything I do on Facebook, right in my name, Robert Platchorn. They can learn about the Silver Tour and uh, order a Black Tuna swag at thesilvertour.org. Same as always, thesilvertour.org. For some reason or other, uh, my books are selling again like crazy. Oh, awesome. Well, people are at home reading a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's been a big help. Yeah, (laughs) awesome. Well, (laughs) excuse me, thank you so much. Your buddy's going to come on in just a moment now, (laughs) with or without a mustache. (laughs) My man, Irv. Your man, Irv. He's just recovering from surgery, and uh, he's doing real well. Not comfortable to come out fishing with us. But he's going to be Not at the yet. after party. So if anybody wants to meet oh, her good. and maybe win a can 
from the government. Yeah, those cans are cool. Yeah, they are. Uh, we they have can come one. to the after party. Game on. Yeah, right. Stacy's taking care of the tickets for the after party. She set up an event right. Awesome. I saw that. That's great. I'll share that on our Tumbleweed page for you as well. Who knows who will go out Please. there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks and, for having me on. It's really good to talk to you. I don't think I, I made the show last year. But I'm happy um, to, to be on this time. Well, yeah, thank you. We love you so much, Robert, and we're so blessed to have you. And good luck with your event, and happy fishing. Hopefully I'll see you soon. I'll head out west. Yes, big big hugs. We love you. Love you. Take care. Robert Platchern, everybody. And up next we'll have um, Urban Rosenfeld on, but uh, let's see. We'll do another commercial here for uh, Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. Do it. See a press. Turn that one. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused there. on Here's knowledge, there. That's safe better. access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Unmuted, it said. And welcome back to Weed Say Wednesday, everybody. This is the nine-year anniversary radio show. We're waiting for Urban Rosenfeld to come on air right now, and then Dr. Regina Nelson's coming on. I apologize profusely again. Uh, tech guy was having some fun up there and uh, playing with our show. Um, if you don't know who Urban Rosenfeld is, just real quick, he's uh, our government's very own medical marijuana patient. Yep, you heard that right. He gets sent 300 cannabis cigarettes 25 days from your federal government. Yeah, seriously, he does. So um, we're going to talk uh, with Urban right now. Please, everybody, give a warm welcome to Mr. Urban Rosenfeld. Thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Congratulations on nine years. Uh, thank you. Can you believe it's been that long? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how time flies. It, it really, really is. is. When, when we first started Tumbleweeds, we were saying that we thought, you know, I mean, first of all, we had to whisper and we couldn't even really talk about anything, you know. And then we got to the Patients Out of Time conference and everyone was so excited. It was so refreshing to meet everybody and every, and you could actually talk about it. <laughs> yes. And then we all went back to our little bubble. And now we can talk about it nine years later. Everybody's talking about it. It's all the rage. <laughs> what have you been up I'm, to, Irvin? Well, I'm, I'm very happy that we can talk about it today. I mean, 40 years ago and everything else, we couldn't. And so what have I been up to? Sure. Um, just trying to survive. I've actually had some more pain problems. And it mm-hmm. turned out a tumor that I got taken out when I was 13 out of my uh, left calf uh, had a lot of nerve damage, and it came back and bit me in the ass about five years ago. And it's turned oh. out that that's my problem. So I now have a neurostimulator in my back that's putting oh. electrodes in my body and mostly for my left calf. And it's working about 80 to 90% of the time. I mean, it's the pain's decreased that much. So I'm learning wow. how to walk that's... again. I'm learning how to stand and walk oh. again. And uh, it's been a struggle. You know, softball's yeah. now the question. 
I went sailing with my disabled oh. sailing program a month ago, a little less than a month ago, shake a leg, and uh, it, it bothered me. So I'm yeah. not there yet, but I'm fighting. I'll, I'll yeah. get there. You're a so. fighter, that's for sure, and we love that about you. <laughs> I, have, I have been, and uh, I like that about you all. You all have too. You know, you've been up a lot of, uh, up against a lot of adversity, and you've overcome it. And yeah. that's why I liked you all to begin with because you were my kind of people. <laughs> well, thank you, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. You can tell that about good people. <laughs> you can. Especially those yeah. you can sit around and smoke a joint with. That's a nice, you know, that's refreshing. <laughs> it, is, it is nice that we can do that now, yes. Yeah. We were just so. chatting with your buddy Robert just a minute ago about what's going on in Florida and, and the world rules out there as far as your medical program and such. Um, yeah. Now, as a federal patient, can you do whatever, can you grow? Are you, do you, can you skip no. all those silly little state rules? <laughs> no. no, no, I cannot. No, federal government is not allowed to grow anything on your own. And so, no, I'm not going to break federal law, nor does the state of Florida mm-hmm. allow you to grow your own here in Florida yet. And that's been one of my big uh, problems that's, you know, when Bob Randall and I were the first two patients in the, wor- in the country, in the world for that matter, you know, certain things we want to see to help patients. And what's happened here in Florida is they're helping patients. They are. But it's all big business. And that's not what we wanted. That's not what we did this for. It was not for, you know, for 15 or 20 companies to have a monopoly on being able to provide medicine for patients and be able to make all the money. Exactly. That's not what we did. The point is about homegrown, which I've always said, and I profess this here in Florida and everywhere else, is, you know, the people that really need this medicine are mostly on disability. So if they're on Mm -hmm. disability, they can barely afford their rent or their food. Now they're supposed to go to a dispensary and spend five, six, seven hundred dollars a month on their medicine. They can't afford it, and they're not working, right. so they're on disability. Well, gee, what if you allow them to grow their own medicine? That's going to do several different things. Number one, it's going to give them a self-worth. Look what I'm doing for myself. Okay, it gives them a self-worth. They're doing something. They're, you know, they're participating in society. Now, if they really get, you know, where they've got a few elderly patients together, especially like an old age home or something like that, they can all get together and build and, and, and have a grow. I mean, work together. That would be a great thing, for, especially for elderly patients to do that, you know, to get together and have their own little farm, you know, a little, little area that they can grow their medicine, they can provide it for their patients at a reasonable price, what it costs to actually do it, not with all the overhead, the profit. The management, we got to pay for this, we got to pay for that, that costs money, this, that, and the other. You know, I'm a stockbroker. And all kinds of government laws and rules and everything else I've got to you know, go with. And in our company, we've got about 220 employees, and about 40 of them are compliance. Now, they don't bring in a dime, but they cost a yeah. fortune. So therefore, we've right. got to make enough money to pay for them also. And that's the problem with dispensaries in this country is, you know, we have all this overhead and all these people that got to make money because it's public companies, and they've got to, you know, bottom line, it's got to make money. But, you know, that's not what we did this for. We did this for the patient, and that's what we've messed up in, and that, you know, we're not taking the patients into account, and big business is taking yeah. over. And, you know, I, you know hey, look, being a stockbroker, you have to make a profit. There's nothing wrong with that. But right. you don't make a profit on the backs of sick patients. 
that's the no, problem. No, that's where the problem is. Yeah, that's yeah. where the problem is. And you're right, it's absolutely, and that's what disheartened us so much in the uh, cannabis industry itself is we didn't realize how much greed there was going into this. And it's just like, wow, you know, you see a monopoly of, of one company that owns, you know, the majority of all the business, the dispensaries, and, you know, you can have your home grow, but you can't sell it, or, you know, you can't, you know, have your own little farmer's market if you want it or anything like that, you know, and that's, you know, we're, we're really grateful to have the home grow. I will say that for myself because I don't like you're to smoke good. anybody else's stuff. We're very well, you're, you're for sure you can do that, definitely. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, it would be nice to have a little micro business like Doug Fine was talking about earlier where we could have 200 plants. That's a great little business for somebody. It doesn't have to be Walmart or Costco or Sam's Club or whatever else is out there in the Florida. And it doesn't have to be that big. I don't I don't have a need to be that. I would just like to be able to, you know, if my neighbors want to come over and get some for me rather than Safeway, they should be able to, you know? Exactly. Exactly. They should be. And, you know, I, I look, I've been around forever, you know, and, and pioneering all this. And there's one organization in um, Santa Cruz, I think it is. I think it, it's WAM, the Women's Alliance for Medical Marijuana. Yeah. And, um, and it, you know, that's a cooperative. It's a real cooperative, not, not a fake one, meaning everybody yeah. in this cooperative has to work. Okay. They yeah. either man the farm, they do this, or do the office that they have in, in, the, in the town. Well, great. What if you're in a wheelchair? Well, it's kind of hard to work yeah. the farm, so you do something else, meaning they find right. something for everybody to give them self-worth. They say, fine, this is what you can do to contribute, and it puts a smile on everybody's faces. Now, we're not looking to make, a, you know, we're not looking to make money. We're looking to survive and help patients. And, and more like not only with their medicine, but with their demeanor and how they feel about themselves. And that's well, what marijuana can do. That's, what, canna, that's what cannabis can do. Yeah. Exactly. Self-esteem is still important. You know, really, really I, mean, I, 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 I joke that if I didn't have my, you know, cannabis, you know, and I've been a stockbroker now for 34 years. So if I didn't have that, I probably would never have been a stockbroker. And for the last 34 years, I've been a productive member of society, paid a lot of taxes. And mm-hmm. which is great. And other people yeah. sitting at home, they don't want to sit at home. They want to help. They no. want to do something. And that's what yeah. this is all about. Yeah. It is. So I'm glad you where you're on. Well, come visit and we'll smoke my own. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. But uh, right now, traveling, last five years, the only two trips I've taken was back to Virginia, my home area, because my father died and my older sister died. Oh. And oh, other than that, I have not gone anywhere because it's just really hard. I, I, it's just to go through an airport is very difficult for me to walk. And, I mean, there are yeah. wheelchairs, things like that. But, you know, then you've got luggage, you've got this, you've got that. It's just, no, I just uh, yeah. not going to do it. Well, then maybe no, we'll just, come visit you. Well, there you go. Come down, and hopefully I'm back sailing. I'll take you out for a nice sail at Shaker Lake. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like it. You know, yeah. And, and, well, and coming, I, up, coming up, I, I don't know when it's going to be. But the last time I've been to Shaker Lake was last March, March a year ago. And MTV had contacted me and wanted to do a special on medical marijuana. And they contacted me and said, look, we want, we want to fly you know, five people down, and we want to interview you. And, and do you have anywhere else besides your house to do an interview with something that's different? I go, yeah, we can do it on my sailboat at Shaker Lake, Disabled Sailing Program. So we did it at the house, and then we went down to Shaker Lake, 
and we took out a sailboat with, with four people on board, including the, the, the director, Harry Horgan, and, and then a motorboat where the other camera people could get a different view. And so they did all that last March a year ago. Okay, and, and they said, you know, we, we think we're going to show it. We may sell it to some other network like Netflix, whatever. And they just got in touch with me three weeks ago and said that it's online something. I mean, it's not online yet. It's, we're, we're getting things together, and it's going to happen soon. We'll yeah. let you know where and when it's going to be shown. So I will let you all know so you can let your people know because there's going to be a show somewhere, you know, with me on it, uh, you know, on my sailboat. And also an interview, so awesome. which will be nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, that's so, neat. That's exciting. How fun. Yeah, so for any of you listeners out there, again, it's it's shakealegmiami.org. They shake a leg, you know, with hyphens between shakealegmiami.org. Mm. And if you all ever get to Miami, let me know, and I'll set up any type of sailing. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair, a paraquad, whatever, spinal oh. bifida, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy. I don't give a damn what your disorder is. If you somehow you come to Miami, because we like, work a lot with the University of Miami School of Medicine, and so a lot of people oh, okay. come there for different different research. And once they come down there, hey, look, you know, we're down here. We'll get you on a sailboat and get you on this beautiful Biscayne Bay and get you on a boat. You know, wow. so that's what we do. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so speaking of boats, your buddy Robert's going to have a little shindig that you're going to, huh? <laughs> yeah, I have to ask him. I forgot what day it is. What day is it? Do you know? It's 420. <laughs> it's it isn't before. I thought it was. I thought it was. I was like, in a couple of days. I thought it was 420. Okay. You're going to the Rafiki Tiki Club. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going out. You the I'm address. Not... <laughs> You're no, going to the address. Yeah, yeah, because I, I can't go on a, on a fishing boat. I, I just can't physically oh, no. do it. No, no. No. No, no, I mean, I tried like a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, and I'm going to get him a vintage can, meaning back from the 80s. Ooh. Ooh. Long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, we still proudly yeah. display our can that we have from you. We we got that Excellent. about eight years ago. Yeah, we still have that yes. on display for folks to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Your tax money at work. That's right. <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> Pay for by your tax money. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. It is. Awesome. So do you, are you doing any um any Zoom events or anything in the meantime with, with people since you know you're not doing a lot of traveling and Zoom be, has become the big thing to do? <laughs> I know it has been, but I'm afraid I've got such an old computer that my wife was bitching the other day saying, Irvin, I'm going out and get buy you a new computer. So you can do Zoom on your computer because ah. otherwise I use hers. You know, and she has to set it up because she's the ma- she's the maven in our family as far as you know computers. I'm not good at that stuff. I mean, I'm too old. You know, I wasn't raised with it. But yeah, I mean, I've done some yeah. Zoom events and you know, try to do as much as I can. And uh, you know, but if not, I can do it by phone that I'm good at, and I can do that. So I'm still behind times, I guess. You know, old fashioned. Yeah. Well, I you know. You saw well. I don't know if you saw what happened to the radio show. That's why we're all late this morning because no, I didn't. <laughs> tech problems. No. Okay. No, yeah, I actually had a doctor's appointment today. Oh, okay. Well, oh. no, I actually had a doctor's appointment this morning, and uh, trying. To, I try. I'm going back to my old chiropractor, and I tried to have a, a, a massage to see if that'll help my area, because oh. it's moved from my left calf to my right hip, and we're trying to figure out why. So. Uh, have you tried you know, acupuncture? Oh yeah, been there, done that. Mm. Oh yeah. Been there. I've tried everything. I've, I've tried everything, you know, and it's just yeah. 
You know, this is what it is. And look, you know, people say, well, wait a minute, you got the marijuana. That should take care of it. And what people yeah. don't realize is cannabis does a lot of good stuff, but it doesn't help nerve pain. It really right. doesn't. I don't care if anybody says, well, yeah, it helps my nerve pain. Well, good. That's a placebo effect. It doesn't really. Okay. But if, it, if you think it does, fantastic. Let it help you. But no, cannabis does not help nerve damage. Very little helps nerve damage. That's the problem. You know, other than freezing it, and that lasts for, you know, 20 minutes until it's, you know, unfreezes. So, I mean, I've tried, my doctors have tried everything. And in fact, I even started an experimental medicine last February. February's been a year, over a year ago now. Ketamine. You heard oh. of that? Yeah. What? Okay, well, my doctor wanted me to try it. And my pain specialist, who I love, she's fantastic. And so, why not? Now, of course, when she wanted to give it to me, you know, she said what it was. And I go, well, look, you know, let me make a couple phone calls first, and then I'll let you know whether I'm going to do it or not. Um, ketamine is a mild hallucinogen that's mostly used for depression, mildly for pain, but it does help for pain. So, again, the main guy in this country, it's not the world, is a guy named Rick Doblin, who is out of Harvard, who I've known for 35 years, and he's the main researcher with, with – Stanford, Harvard, Yale, uh, Spain, France, whatever country you talk about, all the major research centers that are doing experimental um, research on hallucinogens and different medicines like that, he's the one who's done it all. So when I called Rick and told him, he said, oh, I think it would be great. Try it. And I've tried it, but it doesn't work that well for me. You know, but just, my point is we try everything. You know, if you've got a good enough mind, you want to try everything without major, major surgery. You know? Yeah, and so, so that's what I've done, and you know, the neurostimulator was not major surgery, but still, you know, on my spine, and uh, and it's helped quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So, no, so I'm still in there fighting. Good. Well, definitely love to hear that. Because we yes. want you around to get big hugs. <laughs> well, hopefully one day I'll get out to to back out to Arizona because again I've I've got family out in Tucson. That when I came out there to visit them, it was great, and yeah. uh, it was nice to see them. It was nice to see them, and nice to see y'all. And uh, I'd love to get it back out there. So love one day, have you back out here. one day I'll let you know. Yes. Awesome. Well, where if someone wants to check you out and what's going on with your the government stuff, and if they want to see you at the um, at the uh, fishing event uh, on 420 with Robert, where can they do that? Well, let me give them my email address and then my home address if they want to order any books because I no longer have a mailbox because without speaking engagements, there's no reason to have a mailbox anymore, you know, without speaking like I was, you know, once COVID oh, hit. right. So, again, my email address, which would be the best way to get in touch with me, is still Skipper, S-K-I-P-P-E-R-I-R-V, Skipperirv at AOL.com. Repeat that skipper s k i p p e r irv i r v at aol dot com, and if anybody wants to order books, they're twenty dollars plus five dollars shipping and handling, and you mail it to my home address, which is eighty five hundred Northwest Fifty First Street, and do Fifty First and S T and then Street, Lauderhill, L A U D E R H I L L, Florida, three 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 five one. I repeat that. That's, of course, Irvin Rosenfeld, 8500 Northwest 
51st Street, Lauderhill, L-A-U-D-E-R-H-I-L-L, Florida, 33351. Just mail me the check. Awesome. And, um and again, I'm not really set up for credit cards right now because I had to cancel my uh, P.O. box, so therefore I haven't reset it up yet. I haven't been that important. But anybody out there that wants a copy of the book, because again, my book, you know, My Medicine, How I Convinced the U.S. Government to Supply My Marijuana and Help Launch a National Movement, is the history of this country. So if anybody yeah. that's really interested in learning, how did we get to where we are today in 2021? Well, I took on the federal government starting in 1973. Probably for most of y'all were even born. You know, I discovered marijuana, that the cannabis that had worked for me medically in 1971. So in 73, I, I was a patient. You know, I had morphine. I had, you know, Dilaudid. You name the drug, I had it legally. But yet here was the best medicine that made me a criminal, and that just wasn't right. Yeah. My doctor gave me Dilaudid but couldn't give me, you know, cannabis. So, yeah, right. so I took on the federal government. Okay, and how many people at age 20 – I don't know what y'all were doing at age 20, but at age 20, I started taking on the federal government. Age 20, think back, what y'all were doing at age 20. Okay, I took yeah. on the federal government. It took me 10 years, but I won. And so at that point, it was Robert Randall, the first patient with glaucoma, and me. We were the only two people in the world that could stand up and talk about medical cannabis and not worry about Johnny Law walking in and arresting us. And we did. And look what's happened over all these decades. So we've accomplished yeah. a lot. You know, but um, amen. Yeah, amen is right. Thank God, we, you know that I lived. Bob died in 2001, and so you know I'm still around 20 years later, I guess. But uh, and Bob was great. He was he was fantastic. He was he was the best. And so I've tried to pick up where he left off, and I think I've done a good job. But we still He's have a long way to go. To just, <laughs> yeah, there's still people in prison. I mean, look, you talked to Bobby. He was in prison for 29 years. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, as he was in prison, the government's giving me marijuana, the same thing they put him in prison right. for. And, you know, what no. gets me about that is he, he did break the law. Okay, let's give him that. He broke the law. But no one got hurt. No one got injured. Right. And he spent 29 years in federal prison for this nonviolent crime? Yeah. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, the yeah, people can rape do. somebody and you only get 10 years. Or kill somebody mm -hmm. and get 15 years or whatever. And he yeah. he imported marijuana, and he got 29 yeah. years in federal prison? No, that's just – it's just – you know, and other people – there was a guy here in it's Florida, so I, don't, I haven't met him yet, that just got out after 30 years in prison. You know, it's just – it doesn't make sense for a nonviolent yeah. person to be in you – know, and again, as a taxpayer, it infuriates me that i got to pay to pay, put them in jail. How much it costs yeah. to keep somebody in federal prison for a year? Good God. Yeah, a it's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially private prisons now where they get even more money. It's like private yeah. – you know, it's like what's happened with marijuana. It's like only a few people can grow it and sell it. Therefore, we can charge whatever we want. Same mm -hmm. thing with these private prisons. That's wrong. Yeah. So hopefully some of that will stop, and hopefully you know, you know, we'll, we'll decriminalize cannabis uh, under the Biden administration, which I think will happen, and Kamala Harris. Where the total legalization yeah. will happen is a question, but decriminalization right. is important. Take the crime away from it and let people out of prison. That's very important. Yep. And then That's let's work huge. on trying to get, you know, let's try to get laws to where people can help take care of themselves, you know, yeah. and not be considered a criminal for doing it. 
because we're not criminals. We wouldn't break the law. I mean, yeah. other, other than driving 10 miles no. over the speed limit, that's not the worst crime that I ever do. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Irvin, for coming on. And everyone, uh, get that book. It's a great book. And I, I think we sold out of our copies, actually. <laughs> we might have to order a couple more and get some in the store. Um, but well, we, you every time that. we have Call them, we sell them. Yeah. yeah, well, call me up and we'll work out something, and I'll I'll, I'll ship you some. And uh, actually, I'm down to 11 books, so wow. I'm going to have to order more. I'm going to have to order more. But again, right now, you know, hell, when I wrote the book, and you know, it was in '08 when we had all the bad problems in this country, and I had a yeah. great, you know, a great uh, publisher. I mean, a great uh, uh, agent, and the top 10. The publishers, this was 08, 09, and said, well, you know, look, a great book, but, you know, it's with the depression or recession we're having, this, that, and the other, it's only going to sell like 5,000 copies. So they suggested I self-published. Then the second tier, the oh, second okay. 10, did the same thing. They said, we'll be glad to publish it. I said, well, what are you going to do for me? Well, nothing, but we'll be glad to publish it. So I self-published it. So right now I'm hmm. about what they said. I'm, I've sold about 5,400 copies. Which nice. It's far, far from a million, but, you know, that's still not too bad, I guess. You know? so, uh, <laughs> Fantastic. You know, it's still out there. A lot of people really have got the word. Well, it has been, and that's what's important. That's what's important about what y'all will do and other people who, you know, are in the movement, you know, that I feel like now, you know, I can step back. I mean, like you mentioned, Patients Out of Time. We were in, in, in Tucson. That was a great, you know, great time. I loved it. You know, got to be out there. And 25 years later, we're still going strong with patients at a time. But we have a board now that, you know, even though I'm still on the board, I have a back seat now. I don't have to do very much because we've got a really okay. good qualified board. And so they, they, you know, people are taking over, which is what should be. I mean, I'm 68 years old. You know, there are people in the 20s now. Let them start taking over. Let them start fighting the battle. I've done my, I've done my yeah. share. And, uh, and Bobby – well, Bobby, what he does, you know, with um, you know, with the Silver Tour is amazing. I mean, he, you know, yeah, he, he had that idea. He had that idea, you know, about nine years ago, and he called me up and he said, Irvin, you know, can you help me with this?" I said, "Bobby, I'll be glad to help you with this." But you know, I'm a stockbroker. I got a big business that I, you know, t- handle millions and millions of dollars on a daily basis, and I really don't have time for this. But I'll be glad to help you. So his organization is. He, you know, I like to say 95, 99% him. He, he says, no, it's not all that, but it is. I mean, you know, yeah. he's educated a lot of senior citizens, and I help him out whenever we have programs, whatever we can do. I'll be glad, I'm glad to do it, but it's his idea. And so here was somebody in jail for 29 years, and look what he's accomplished. How many other people are in jail right now that could accomplish something themselves, but instead our taxpayers' money right. is keeping them behind bars? Got to change. Yeah. So. Well, it's, if it's, you're helping other people, thankfully, for okay. people like you and Robert, it's changing. Thankfully, you know, little by little, it is, and that's you know, it's a long fight, but we're doing it, and that's what counts. <laughs> and look, you know, when '73, when I started taking on the federal government, you know what kind of fight that looked like ahead of me? Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah, we've come we've come a long we've come a long way, and so I'm just glad <laughs> I'm still alive to see it. And now I'm hoping one day I'll be alive to see total you know legalization. And, you know, and the way I look at it is, you know, I look at it, I, I like to say adult use versus really, you know, legalization, whatever. I like to say adult use because, again, we don't want kids doing it, you know, themselves. Unless, of course, it's a doctor's recommendation and the parents go along with it. 
that's different. Yeah. You know, but uh, this is really for adult use, and so it'd be important to get to where you know we have that, and, and Johnny Law isn't looking over our shoulder anymore. Yeah. Little by little, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> well, yes. thank you, Irvin, for coming on, and apologize for the the tech problems earlier, but we appreciate you being here, and um, we hope to see you very soon someday. <laughs> well, I hope so, too. And, again, congratulations on your ninth anniversary. Fantastic. Thank and you. Keep doing it. All right. Then. All All right. right. If you Thank want you, to get you so books, much. Let me know. All oh, right, we then. will, for sure. Now that you've got that down, we'll get there. Thank you. All right. See you later. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye. All right. We're going to launch right into Dr. Regina Nelson because we I just saw we have 11 minutes and 11 seconds left, and it's all you, Dr. Regina Nelson, everybody. Hey, how hey, are you? <laughs> what a great show today, though. I've been listening off and on. I got to listen to Doug and part of Robert and part of Irv, and so great show today. Oh, Thanks thank you. Thanks for being a part. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, we got you at least in the next 10 minutes. So how are you? We miss you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know, COVID good. I'm still fairly sequestered, yeah. but <laughs> I yeah. am starting to make We're... plans to get out later this year. So I'm excited about Oh, good. Um, yeah, oh, just good. looking forward to kind of starting to reconnect with people. It seems like we all just went quiet for a while. Yeah, the country went dark. <laughs> Yeah, it's been quite a year, quite a year. You know, though, I've really focused in on self-care in the beginning, and so I feel like I'm coming out of it in a really good place and have a good life-work balance, and I feel like a lot of good things happened during COVID. So, you know, it's um, six of one, half dozen of the other, you know. Um, I'm pleased that we're, you know, starting to move forward, though it's still rather a hot spot where I'm at here in Oklahoma. (laughs) Where are you right now? I'm in Tulsa. So I moved back to kind of my hometown um, right just a couple months before COVID, actually, because my parents are here. They're retired Tulsa public school teachers, and I really wanted to spend more time with them towards the end of their life. And um, then COVID hit, and it's really kept me away from them. So now they're both immunized. They're all immunized. So I'm hoping I'll start getting to connect with them more. But um, I started a family grow here with my brother and sister-in-law. We've been growing um, in medical cannabis for about a year now. And just um, it's been a whole different thing for me. I've never been that hands-on the plant. I've, you know, I've always been Aww. in education. And so it's, wow. um, I have a brown thumb. So luckily my sister-in-law has a environmental biology degree and I and just a lot of focus on botany and she has a really green thumb. So super happy um, to be doing that right now and working on a product line. So things that I didn't know I'd be doing, but that COVID brought me. So it's not that bad. <laughs> that is so awesome. I've uh, seen some of your uh, photos online and it's, it's gorgeous. Your, your family grow is absolutely gorgeous. And it's such, it's, I don't know if you've ever, I mean, if people, not not very many people grow their own food, uh, fruits, right. vegetables, and are able to uh, enjoy the fruits of their labor. Right. That thing, um, that is. You know, and more of that took off during COVID. More people started doing these little victory gardens, home gardens, and things like that. I've started doing that too, and I think that, 
you know, all these things. I heard Doug talking about it, you know, until we consider this just a regular part of food in our life and, you know, normal everyday thing and not this crazy schedule one drug, you know, things will change dramatically, but we're in a long-term process of coming out of a long-term prohibition. So it's going to take a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome. Imagine how healthy our planet's going to be when everyone starts taking advantage of these home grows and things that they can do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot um, of fresh air. One of the other people I've been working on during this is I'm putting together a second edition of the Survivor's Guide to Medical Cannabis because so Ooh. much information is out. Um, yes. More cannabinoids, so more about terpenes, more about. Yes. So many different things. So, so um, things. I'm really yeah. having a lot of fun in the middle of that, and um, I yeah. hope to have it out by early summer and um, get back on the road again shortly thereafterwards. I think everybody's having events again, and uh, yes. hopefully Imagine we'll be ready by year. early fall. <laughs> oh, my God. 420, 2022 is going to rage. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, baby, yeah, we're going, we're going in style. And, you know, anywhere before 20 still this year because it's still such a restricted no. gathering. And that no. makes so much sense. You know, particularly, yeah. you know, I've said from the beginning, we're all patients. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been working in this medical field for a long time. And to put people at risk is a problem. What I think one of the best things to come out of this was to see cannabis be classified as an essential business and remain open in serving their customers during I know, right? Need. And, you Imagine know, that. 10 years ago, yeah. no one would have guessed that dispensaries <clears throat> no. were going to be essential businesses. So, And they woo-hoo. wouldn't have let them either. I they know. No, Yay. and it also it opened up to more taking debit cards and all these kind of things. Yes. <clears throat> I came to all that. Yeah, in part, too, because it's a free market in medical cannabis. You know, every other state is monopolized or limited licenses, and um, it's really very interesting here because we have some of those same players, obviously, in the market here, but we've also got a lot of mom and pop, and it's really quite different than anything I've ever seen before, and I absolutely love the program here. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah. We're, you know, we, our program's okay, but at least we could grow our six plants. So Cannabis Kid and yeah. I are partaking in some beautiful auto flowers I grew the moment I knew. Oh, <laughs> you grow, you're such a good grower anyway. I've always enjoyed you. are such oh. a loving grower, gardener, lover, oh. flower. Thank you. I love it. I, it's so, uh, and we were talking earlier on the show, it's so therapeutic to grow. It's just you know, it is even thing. just to go out. I'm not the. I'm not at all a master grower. I'm not doing. I'm very. I go out and help with the grow. I do what I'm told, and yeah. <laughs> and but just to walk into the grow feels so good. The smell, the the plants, the light, the whole bit is just you know yeah. it's therapy in and of itself. And it's been quite it lovely really to be able to do that on a regular basis. It's, past year because we just started growing about a year ago and you know and mm-hmm. so um and we're still hand trimming as a family we haven't started hiring no. it out yet so i'm still that's so great flower we sell hand trimmed by me and my brother and my son and my sometimes my niece and nephew my sister-in-law you know we just love it and um we've learned they've learned you know the growing curve has been big for all of us again i've never been a grower and 
yet it's been lovely. We pushed in a pond. We watered with rainwater that has a pH naturally seven. And, um, you know, we're just um, trying to keep it, you know, you can't certify it USDA organic, but it's organic. We don't use anything else. And so like Doug said, you know, that that's made a huge difference in my life. And now like you, I rarely smoke anything else unless I know a whole lot more about it because I'm overall very disappointed by the quality, the things on the market and the effect. All of it, yeah. Yeah, it's and not there. you guys just legalize while well, you have adult use now, which mm-hmm. impacts your medical market. It impacts the quality because they start moving stuff mm-hmm. over to the rec market in the beginning. Um, you mm-hmm. see a lower quality come through. You see higher pricing come through. You see a shift. You no longer can go buy that 500-milligram candy bar. Now it's 100 milligrams because they shift it just like they do on the um, mm-hmm. rec market. And um, yeah. In most cases, the states try to get rid of the medical program because they like that higher tax base. And Colorado really fought to keep our medical program. I hope Arizona can manage to keep theirs, because, and I hope New Mexico as well, um, because that's what often happens is they just, you know, Washington, California, you know, Oregon are pretty good examples of just washing out their medical programs. Yeah. Well, we're doing our best out here to, Stick it out, stay afloat, and stay medicated, happy, and healthy, and, 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 you know, with good medicine like you guys are growing. I know you can't say it's organic, but you know it's organic, and, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being a cannabis snob. <laughs> no, no. And it's, you, you know, got, and you it gotta is know really what's going great. In your body. Yeah, to know what's going in your body. Know that I can take stuff from it and <clears> juice <throat> it without questioning yeah. it, all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, is oh, really yeah. important. Um, but, yeah, I um, I thought you were Airbnb in your place in Tombstone, too. And oh, I, I give you five stars because you let me stay there well before you were doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lovely getaway. And, I'm, you know, it's got to be nice to have some things like that during COVID where you can go into a small yeah. bubble. <laughs> it is. People, and, and, and they love that bubble. You know what? You, you're always welcome back. We need to go back down to the bubble and hang out and do the streets of Tombstone again. <laughs> hey, yeah. um, I always recommend you, and especially I get a lot of parents that call and they have questions about kids and cannabis, and I and I yep. tell them um, to get in touch with you. We only have a minute left. Can you tell everybody how to get in touch with you real quick? Because you're, you're such a wealth of yeah, information. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have your own to... show, just so you know. We're going to have your own show, but tell them where they can get in okay, touch Okay, cool. You. That'll be great, too. Yeah. But, yeah, they can go to the website, myecstherapy.org, um, and that'll lead you to the classes. It'll lead you to events and stuff again, and it'll let you know what we have going on. Um, or you can, if you're interested in the condition certification classes, they're on Teachable at ecstherapycenter.teachable.com. And um, that's been really great for people during COVID. There's been a number of people that have come through there. And I'm still doing train-the-trainer sessions for those who want to license the curriculum. You know, educators in their local communities just looking for another tool in their toolbox that's accredited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We literally were going to head out the show with you and say thank you. We love you, and we are so blessed and honored to – sorry about that. Hold on. Ah, blessed and honored That's to have you a part of the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you thank for all you, you guys do. You. I love you guys. All right. Have a great day. You too. And have – 
Dappy Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for nine years. It's been awesome. I know. I don't know if you can hear the theme song. If you can hear us, you can't. Whatever. We love you. We see you next week. Be smart. Be safe. And educate.